We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. We hope you are well and getting ready, possibly, to write a novel maybe this coming November. We've been doing a couple episodes about Preptober and getting ready to write either perhaps for NaNoWriMo or perhaps maybe you're just starting a book in general. We're dedicating this time of year to getting ready to write and how you can set yourself up for greatness. So we're going to continue in that theme today with talking about some of the ways that we wish we had gotten started with our first novels and our NaNoWriMo novels. As a lot of you know, I have never done a NaNoWriMo. Abby has done many. So I will kind of be kicking it off with asking Abby some questions about things that she wishes that she had known when she first started doing NaNoWriMo. And I'll add in some of my thoughts on things I wish I had known when I started my first novel, some of my early works, etc. But before we dive in to today's topic, we have to thank our sponsors who are you guys. You're the ones who support this show and keep it going and we so appreciate your support. So if you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. So let's dive in today's topic. Yeah. What we wish we had known when we first started out with NaNoWriMo or started out writing your first novel. So what is something that if you could go back in time to the first time you did NaNoWriMo, do you remember your first NaNoWriMo novel? Yeah, I do. Um, was, it was it 100 Days of Sunlight? No, oh, okay, it, was it was a different, a different one. one. It was 2016. That 100 Days of Sunlight was 2017. Okay, um, so 2016 was your first yeah. NaNoWriMo. So if you could travel back in time and address yourself with some sort of very wise monologue <laughs> what would you t- what pieces of advice would you give yourself what's like something you I would think tell yourself the first probably most important thing that i would tell myself is to not rush and that seems kind of counterintuitive for NaNoWriMo because obviously you are challenging yourself to write a whole novel in 30 days so it's kind of like already inherently <laughs> rushing to write this novel or to achieve the word count goal, which is 50,000 words. And 50,000 words in 30 days is a lot of words um, for a lot of people, not for everybody. Sometimes sometimes it, um, some writers write that like in a week, which is crazy to me. But that is crazy. <laughs> but it's awesome. Um, but at the time it was, um, it was a big challenge for me and it was the first time I ever did it. So I felt like um, I need to hurry up and make sure I show up every single day and get the word count in if I let the word count slide a little bit. So the word count is, I believe, it's like 1,600 and change for every day if you like okay. break it up into 30 days, um, I believe. <laughs> um, so generally the word count goal for each day is like 1,700 words, which doesn't seem like a lot. But then when you fall behind one day, it's like, oh, no, I have to write twice as much mm. today. And that pressure to 
write a certain number of words sometimes takes the joy out of the writing process itself. Sometimes it can work as a great motivator to show up for yourself and to accomplish something great, obviously. Um, That's the reason why we do it, to push ourselves. But it can also be creatively limiting because if you're focused so much on, oh, I have to get, I have to accomplish this word count number today, it takes some of the joy out of the actual writing process. So I think that was something that took the joy out of it for me um, the first time around was I was too focused on getting the word count in and I actually had challenged myself to do something like extra crazy that day. I was, um, the first day rather of NaNoWriMo, I had been chatting with a group of writer friends online for Preptober, during Preptober, and there was like this challenge thing among the group to do, I think it was 10,000 words in one day. So like the first day, right, 10,000 words was like this crazy challenge thing. And so like all day long, I was um, trying to write 10,000 words on November 1st, and I was chatting with with my writer friends and trying to hit the goal and seeing them like get ahead of me and feeling like, oh no, I'm falling behind. And it was not an enjoyable experience. (laughs) It was something that I definitely, if I could go back, I would not do it again because I was challenging myself to do something that I knew was really out of my comfort zone for creatively creating something. Mm. that's a super redundant phrase but you know what i mean right <laughs> like feeling creative and because, enjoying the process yeah while because you're comfort zones usually are looked at as a negative but yeah. in some cases there is a difference between a comfort zone and things that make you comfortable in your art right so if there is certain uh, a certain style and a certain way that you write there's nothing wrong with that and so you don't have to feel like, oh, I have to change this now to facilitate writing great in greater volume. Well, not necessarily. Just because someone else does that doesn't mean that you have to do that if it causes you to feel creatively cramped. Yeah, exactly. And I was I was thinking during that writing session, I was thinking about like, um, you know, if I'm not proud of what I just wrote, if I don't feel good about what I just wrote, I really don't feel confident enough to continue, you know? And that's really always been the case for me with writing is I have to feel good about what I just wrote in order to continue and to feel creative Mm. even, you know? I can't just... I discovered that I couldn't just like hack my way through a manuscript and just write anything that comes to my mind. It doesn't matter if it's messy. It's a first draft. Yes, some writers do write like that and it works for them, but I found that it did not work for me, which... You know, I'm glad that I discovered that, like, the hard way. (laughs) Um, So, you know, experiences are definitely always a good thing if you learn from them and you learn something valuable and you can move on with with new information that will improve your creative process going forward. So that was definitely the first thing that I learned is, like, rushing is just not for me. It, It doesn't make me feel motivated and it's actually has the opposite effect on me (laughs) and it's there's so much more value to be found in taking your time and connecting with your inspiration even if that means that you're not writing as fast as your friends are or if you don't meet the word count goal that you set for yourself on day one or even for the whole 30 days of NaNoWriMo 
what matters the most is that you show up for yourself and that you enjoy the creative process of making something beautiful. Right. And it's good to remember to keep your eyes on your own lane, mm. on yes, your own creative that's lane. That's a huge thing, too. You know, because your creative process isn't going to look like someone else's creative process. Your needs are different. Your thought processes are different. You shouldn't try to make your process look like someone else's. And so whenever you enter into something that feels a bit more like um, a contest, even though I know it's not competing against other people, but you're challenging yourself, it's a writing challenge, you can tend to look at other people in the group and how they're doing it and, oh, maybe I should be doing it that way. But you shouldn't feel the need to do that. You should keep your focus on how can I write this to the best of my personal ability, not to the best of someone else's personal ability, because every single person's creative process is going to be different. So it's important to remember that and not get distracted with comparing yourself to other creators. Mm, Yes, very true. Which leads into another thing similar to rushing is putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. Whether it's to sort of meet a standard or set by someone else or a group, uh, a writing group or a standard you've set in your own mind for yourself, what you wish you could be doing. A lot of us, I think, have, um, whether you're writing for NaNoWriMo or starting out on your first novel or starting out on your fifth novel, this can creep in this sort of idea that you have this fantasy writer, a fantasy author in your head, not an author who writes fantasy, but like the fantasy version of yourself being this author who has no bad writing days and hits a certain amount of words every day and writes without getting distracted at all. And having this image of this ideal in our minds can sometimes lead us to be overly self-critical when we see ourselves falling short and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be this perfect version of our authorly selves Mm -hmm. that I think in many ways, of course, it's good to have goals to not get distracted. We talk about that all the time. However, don't put a ton of pressure on yourself to be this perfect author because sometimes that can actually negatively affect your own creative flow when you're expecting so much of yourself and putting so much pressure on yourself to perform in a certain way, to write X amount of words or to not get distracted for X amount of hours. And then when you fall short of that, it's like, oh no, I you know, didn't meet my goal. I feel so bad. But that self-criticism isn't necessarily beneficial. No. Yeah. It definitely is not like we all want to improve our creative processes, but the best way to do that is not by criticizing yourself, but just observing what is it that you need? You know, what are your needs? Even if you have to um, journal about it and kind of meditate on it, figure out what you need because your creative process is different than anybody else's. And you can glean inspiration from others, but don't try to just copy what may have worked for somebody else and, and, assume that it's going to work for you. Their creative process is totally different. And so their their writing routine or whatever might not work for you. And that's okay because we all have different unique ways of creating and bringing our ideas to life. So 
it's the most the most important thing is that you find what works for you and i think that's that's important to um to find the balance there like you were saying between thinking of this ideal that you're trying to achieve because it's really not you know it's not an achievement who you are is not does not come from something you've achieved or a writing routine or um you know your your habits or whatever we kind of have like this romanticized version of ourselves in our mind thinking that oh we fit this description so perfectly well maybe we don't maybe that's okay you know it's okay and whatever you are is what you are supposed to be like you are where you're supposed to be on your path and if you feel like you aren't where you're supposed to be then that's like you know something that you can personally go seek out to find exactly answers to right not judging yourself or evaluating yourself based on your actions alone and what you're doing who you are is not just what you create you're someone outside of that creation should be an outflow Mm-hmm. not how we value ourselves completely. We yes. like, oh, I value myself based on how much I can write. So right. then on days when maybe I don't feel like writing or maybe I have a lousy writing day and now I'm all down on myself because that's actually how I identify who I am as an individual. So we can step back from that and identify outside of that. You know what I mean? We are creative beautiful loved individuals outside of anything we make and then if we make something cool yeah it's really as simple as that yeah and it sounds overly simplified but it really is we you know as human humankind likes to complicate things true (laughs) you know let's get back to a more simplistic way of looking at things when you first started out NaNoWriMo were you super obsessed with word count on your first one how did you handle that because I know that's a big topic around this time of year for writers who might be starting NaNoWriMo they're hearing a lot about word count like you even were talking about you know okay you have to write this many words per day in order to reach this particular goal of 50,000 words so how did you handle that were you like very laser focused on word count when you first started out yeah, I, I would say that I was too laser focused on it because what ended up happening was I kind of set the 50,000 words as like this goalpost in my mind of um, I need to write the 50,000 words that it actually, I would say that it partially limited my creativity with the story because the story ended up being like 50, 55,000 words or something. It was like a really short book. Um, and it felt like there could have been more. <laughs> I don't even know how to like explain it, but it was almost like my my brain like set this goalpost as like when you reach that you're done. And so I was just like trying to get to that place mm-hmm. and then the story ended up like fitting that mold sort of in my mind of like okay, 50,000 words, we're wrapping it up, we're done. <laughs> right. You know, cuz I wanted to be done. And so I think that was not necessarily the best thing for the story. I, I, I still love that story. I think it has some good ingredients, good bones that I want to rework it and rewrite it. Um, but I feel like I sometimes the question like what else could have happened? What Where else could that story have led me if I hadn't put up sort of these barriers, these like walls in my mind of, you know, when I reach this word count, I'm done, you know, and I've over the years, I've kind of uh, been able to see it differently with NaNoWriMo of it's kind of just the beginning and however long the book ends up being cool. It won't necessarily take me 30 days, but I'll try to write 50,000 words in 30 days. And 
other books that I've done during NaNoWriMo have turned out to be um, longer. But like, you know, 100 Days of Sunlight is a perfect example of a really good NaNoWriMo that (laughs) was awesome. And um, I actually finished that book in 27 days. And that's to this this day, it is my, my like shortest, quickest novel writing process ever. That's amazing. Because um, that was like 70, I think I wrote 76,000 words in the first draft and I wow. cut, cut out a few thousand words. But yeah, 27 days. And that was like a record breaking thing for me. And so that was really exciting. But I think I enjoyed myself more during uh, this in the second year of NaNo. Like I, I changed a few things about my process. I also went more inward and it was a very personal journey for me writing that book. So it was more, um, I would say I spent less time focusing on the external and other people who were, you know, sharing their word counts and stuff. And I focused less on like the competitive side of it mm-hmm. and more on just like, how do I bring this story to life in a way that feels right to me? Yeah, that kind of ties into a concept I've been thinking about with even things like meditation really teaches you this, is usually you have the best experiences when you're not trying to make it be a certain experience. When you can relax and just let go and let it be whatever it is and not be, oh, I'm trying so hard to make it be this perfect experience. That's usually when you're, you're, it's almost, it really is partially your ego driving it because you want it to be a certain thing for X, Y, Z reasons rather than just letting it flow, letting it come to you, letting it be what it is and appreciating and having gratitude for it as it is instead of needing to make it into a certain thing. And I think that's uh, often when we, when our best work comes to us. True. Yeah, I agree. So you've talked a lot about scheduling time for writing undisturbed without with as few distractions as possible, which is an important thing if you can do that to some extent. So what are some of the ways that you do that currently? Like, so you're, you're, and you're doing NaNoWriMo this year. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Okay. Because I can remember if you were talking about doing some of it or not. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm going to make time to right, write in November, you're releasing but November's, your new book. Yeah, yeah November's going to be, be hectic. A busy month. That'll be fun, though. Yeah. yeah. So, right. Because I couldn't remember because I knew you were like thinking about it for a minute and then you're like, oh, that's, that's way too much. Yeah. Um, But when you're writing, though, so how are you handling that now? What are some of the ways that you like, what are some of the things you put in place to try to create undisturbed writing time? Well, I think the first thing for me is knowing what kind of writing day I like to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and over the years, my process has changed a lot. But at this point in time, I really, really enjoy having writing days where I don't have to think about anything else except writing. And just it, from dawn till dusk, I can write if I want to. So that does take some forethought. It takes some planning, moving things around in my schedule, making sure that I have a day or two days or three days if it's a really awesome week um, where I can do nothing except write and focus on the book, Um, particularly with writing a first draft because that requires um, kind of this going into 
your realm of your mental realm of creativity um, and shutting out the rest of the world, so to speak. So I can't be dividing my attention too much. I find I used to be better at that. Honestly, I feel like I used to be better at dividing my attention and, you know, multitasking and, oh, I'll do this for a few hours and then, you know, move on to writing. But I found that it felt, it started to feel like a lot of pressure. Um, And it did work for a season of my life, but I feel like I'm in a different season right now that I prefer to schedule things like days in advance or to know like, okay, on on Sunday, I have, you know, my writing day or whatever the case may be. And that is sort of sacred in a way, you know, you're setting aside like sacred time (laughs) to spend on your creativity, on your creative projects. And that has been really fulfilling for me lately. So I realized that with NaNoWriMo, obviously that's not the case for a lot of people. You can't take every single day of November to do nothing but write. Like that would be amazing. I think we all agree that would be amazing, but that's unrealistic for most of us. So I think um, if you find that it works for you, that you can get more words in, like let's say you can take all day to write and have a 5,000 word day or a 7,000 word day. Um then maybe that would be more profitable or you know more fulfilling for your goals to take two or three days a week where you can do that you know two days a week okay that's 10,000 words in a week which is pretty good that's you know a, a quarter of 40,000 and almost 50,000 so if you if you got two days a week where you could have two 5,000 word days um, and then maybe sprinkle in a couple of other hours throughout the week that you can get other other word count accomplishments in, <laughs> then you can also hit the goal the same way, but, you know, a different method. So I think it's all about finding what works the best for you in your life, because some of us just won't have time to sit down and write 1700 words every day. You know, it's it might not seem like a lot from the outside looking in, but it is a lot if you have to like focus, get in the zone and all that time spent concentrating and getting into what you're writing and then writing is time that maybe you could have saved if you did it all at once. You know what I mean? Right. Like spent more time focused rather than breaking it up. But again, it really depends on on your creative process and what works best for you. I find that work, what works best for me currently is to have those um, more focused uh, higher content writing days where I can get more done more efficiently because I am really like in flow. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you find times where you flow really well, if you can allow yourself to just continue, sometimes that can be more beneficial than even setting up, oh, okay, every morning I do this for X amount of time. If you're like, wow, I'm really flowing right now, it's going great. If you have the ability to extend that time, then that's great to be able to do that. Yes. And if you're someone who works or has kids or you're just not able to to fit that in, like I would love to be able to keep writing, but you know, I have to go take care of my kids or something like that. Try to figure out, is there a particular time of day when you feel like that often? Maybe it's first thing in the morning before anyone's awake and it's just like, oh, yes, this is my me time. Maybe try to return to that each morning and have that undisturbed time where it triggers your creative flow. Because sometimes there are very clear triggers like, okay, first thing in the morning or maybe, you know, 
at night before I go to bed, I take a couple hours and I, I write and let all my thoughts flow. Like it's different per person. So if you find that something specific really triggers your creative flow, try to return to that because I think that can really be helpful sometimes. Yeah. And I think another important thing too to wrap this up is to remember to take care of yourself, to take time to fill the cup, to be looking after yourself, to implement some type of self-care, mind, body, and spirit, to fill yourself up so you feel like creating. For a lot of more um, competition, contest, writing challenge type of things, we tend to get so focused on just producing, producing, producing that we can often forget to take at least a day or two to step back and take care of ourselves, make sure we're nourishing ourselves each and every day so that we feel like creating. I think that's a huge aspect. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely a big, a big element to staying fueled creatively and physically as well. That's something that um, I know we're going to talk more about next week yes. in our next podcast, but that that's something that has helped me a lot with NaNoWriMo in the past and with really every writing project that I embark on is um, making sure that I have things in place ahead of time that I'm taking care of myself. I'm not neglecting my body or my soul. I'm not neglecting um, my mental health in order to get stuff done. Um, a lot of times that is that's something that uh, I used to fall into a lot because just that's kind of how my personality is just like you work, just work, get work. super laser yeah. focused yeah but then you end up oh i don't even feel like creating and yeah you end up feeling like you're almost forcing yourself to and you really want to be creating from this place of like oh i can't wait to sit down and write. yeah we exactly. actually did a few episodes that are about um kind of more self-care for writers i will link some of those episodes down below in the description of the video version of this podcast if you haven't listened to those i highly recommend going back and listening to those episodes and taking some notes if you're like oh yeah i want to i want to get some a good self-care routine down pat for NaNoWriMo those are a great place to start because we talk about a lot of things that we practice personally to fuel ourselves in way of nutrition spiritual practices meditative practices all kinds of goodies that can just kind of help to springboard ideas for better ways to take care of yourself because that's truly where creativity springs from is a place of wellness within and uh, stillness, centeredness within, I think is the best place to create from. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And um, I know we're going to talk about this more next week, but that is one of the secret weapons, in my opinion, to writing faster, Mm. faster first drafts without having to rush or um, pressure yourself to get a certain number of words in every day. So we're going to we're going to dig deeper into that in next week's episode. So stay tuned for that more Preptober content coming at you. Um, until then, we are both working on a publishing new books, which is super exciting. Yes. Kate, Kate just released her new book last week. I did. I um, just released it. Searching yeah. for Sparrow. Out everywhere books are sold online. Go check it out. Go grab a copy. Definitely grab a copy. Perfectly and paperback or hardcover because they're beautiful. Abby designed the them. interior. <laughs> Gorgeous interior. Prettiest book by far that I've ever released. Abby it is, so pretty. is such a multi-talented artist. You've got to see the inside of this book. I showed a little bit on my live stream 
um, that I did a couple days ago, uh, a couple evenings ago. I went live on my YouTube channel and showed you guys a sneak peek of the interior because it's so pretty. So yes. go watch that and go grab your own copy. Abby's got a book coming out this November. Yes, November So not 1st. only do you have NaNoWriMo to look forward to if you're doing that, but you have Abby's amazing new book to look forward to. Yes. Very excited to share that one with you guys. Um, more more stuff about that coming to my channel soon. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, so excited um, for that. It's going to be Thank cool. you guys again so much for watching and listening. Thank you to our sponsors for supporting this podcast. We love you guys so much. Our patrons, if you love this show, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep it alive and free of interruptions. And we will see you guys next week. Until then, stay stoked and rock on.